The Longbox Crusade presents Fan Bill Fridays. Listeners, I'd say faithful helpers, but nobody has bothered to get me out of this basement yet. Welcome to another installment of Fan Film Friday. I'm not really sure what's been going on today, but I could swear I heard a bunch of talk about getting tuxedos pressed, and I'm pretty sure the guys were tossing around a lot of random letters. What's going on over there now? I will never let spins on my experimental jet. Jason, are you playing with toys over there? And what are you doing with that Sky Striker? Is that even yours? Heck no, this isn't mine. I keep mine in a box. This is Jared's. He turned his back, so I'm playing with it. He might get it back. I mean, I'm not one to judge, but why do you have that tuxedo on and you're flying a plane around? Well, this is called a mashup, Clinton. I love this... The Sky Striker, and I love James Bond. You know how much I love James Bond. Come on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Careful. You know who might come staggering around if we say the JB. Oh, man. Now he got in a liquor cabinet. He's sleeping it off somewhere. Well, I mean, if you're sure. Hey, how did you get in here anyway? I never even heard the door open. Do you expect me to talk? No, Mr. Albrick. I expect you to die of enjoyment when you join me to talk about a James Bond fan film. Mm-hmm. Specifically, let's look at James Bond, Operation Fireball. So, Jason, is it safe to say you are an exceptionally well-versed James Bond fan? Yeah, I think that's a fair statement. I've seen all the James Bond films multiple times, and of course you can find our our podcast on Her Majesty's Secret Podcast. Um, where we do our rookie agents. So, yeah, I've, I've, I've delved into the world of James Bond quite a bit. Okay, so could you give the listeners a brief summary of who James Bond is as a character and a little history of the franchise in general? So I notice how you emphasize the word brief there, so that leads me to believe you've been talking to my brother, who says I tend to get a little loquacious, if you will, in my, in my uh, summaries. But... Uh, but yeah, so James Bond was uh, originally penned, of course, by Sir Ian Fleming uh, back in the, the 1950s and had a series of, of novels and short stories. Uh, got on the screen in Dr. No in the 1960s, starring our very own roommate Sean Connery. Uh, moved on to, uh, through several actors and has culminated now into the Daniel Craig uh, series in which we are excitedly looking for Bond 25 coming out hopefully this May. Okay, and are you familiar with fan films? You know what? I'll be honest with you. Um, 
I I haven't realized how many fan films are out there till you started this podcast, and I am really glad that we kidnapped. I mean, uh, recruited you to the network, and you know, and uh, yeah, I I guess like the first fan film that I remember seeing was actually that that Batman Dead End, which I think is the first one you did for this um, for this network. Mm-hmm. And so I was I was familiar with that one. I'd seen that. I want to say that was like early 2000s. I, I must have seen it like in, um, I think I was in Iraq when I saw it, actually. And then I watched uh, that that particular creator had uh, had a couple others, like a world finest uh, fictional movie teaser. And he also had like a Robin-centric uh, movie, fake movie teaser called Grayson. And I mm-hmm. thought those were spectacular, but... That's about it, man. I, you know, I've been watching. I, I really love that Transformers one that you just did. Um, the X Men one that that the the Italian kids did was really good. Uh, I've I've been really impressed at the amount of fan films that are out there. I I honestly had no idea. Okay, so I guess it's safe to say you have not seen a James Bond fan film. I have not. No, this is my first. All right. Well, so before we get too far into this, I'd like to remind everybody listening that this is your chance to pause the podcast, click on the link in the show notes, and watch Operation Fireball. It takes about 12 and a half minutes of your life, so not really that long. You know, probably about as long as it takes Jason to recount a simple comic book, give or take. You have been talking to my brother, I can tell. (laughs) So, watching it now will help prevent spoilers, because we will definitely spoil the plot and all surprises. Plus, it's just more fun if you do. So, we're giving them 12 minutes? Yeah, something like that. Alright, I'm going to go make myself a Bond Signature Martini, shake it up, straight down. That'll take about 12 minutes. Everybody back? Good, because this is where we start getting into all the fun stuff. If you have an expense report, please leave it with Money Penny. Uh huh. So, James Bond Operation Fireball is a 2009 fan film written and directed by Dominic, Nicholas, and Robin Camp. That's Camp with a K, folks. Dominic played James Bond, so insert your jokes referencing the Wolverine actor from District X, Sean Ross. Nicholas, Robin, and several of their friends played multiple roles throughout the film. The plot revolves around James Bond on his third mission, set most likely after Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace. Bond must stop, butcher this, Dizengali, the megalomaniac leader of a Corsican liberation movement, from building an atomic bomb to blackmail the French government. The film opens with M interrupting Bond's leisure time, Yes, we're using leisure time as a euphemism. <laughs> Let's get it on. <laughs> M interrupts Bond's leisure time to inform him of his newest assignment. Naturally, Bond falls right back into work mode and heads off to court. He infiltrates the compound in a less than subtle fashion, which gets him captured. 
Luckily, an explosion provides enough distraction for undercover agent 009 to save his fellow agent. Bond manages to set a bomb, but is delayed by a fight with Diz... I cannot say this dude's name. <laughs> Dizengali. <laughs> you notice I'm not trying to help you out here at all. <laughs> Where's Pat when we need him? Uh, no, yeah, Pat, say this word. <laughs> <laughs> he manages to escape. He's nuts, Dizengali! <laughs> oh... He manages to escape just before blowing up the compound. 009 takes a sniper's bullet to the head, leaving James to escape all by his lone. Will he make it out alive? We're left to wonder as the credits roll. So, Jason, what do you mm-hmm. think of this? Well, let's get the obvious out of the way. You know, the ads were not British, as we were kind of talking about before we started the show. But I, you know what? It doesn't matter. I thought about it. It didn't. It didn't really distract for me. I, I kind of chuckled, but I was kind of more laughing with them. And I really enjoyed the, the obvious passion that they have for the Bond films. Uh, you know, so it's like James Bond's international, right? So whatever, whatever, whatever your nationality. Heck, if you want to be a, uh, if you're a, if you're a woman James Bond fan out there, and you want to be a woman 007, do it, man. Get out there and 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 act your heart out. That's what I say. And uh, these these folks really really brought it. They you know they, they were entertaining. Um, I will say you know some of the 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 strengths I thought of this film were I thought the the setting was just spectacular. It was like right out of a Bond film. You know the the boat the the beach the ocean. I mean it was beautiful. Um, and then they also had the little snippets of music and they uh, you know they they picked music that fit right along with the mood so i thought whoever did that was 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 just bang on i thought the action was actually pretty good too yeah i have to it really does look like it's a james bond on a budget i mean you know, yeah it, it's not the multi-million dollar bond but you get the feeling of a bond yeah you could see like you could see an actual bond shooting crusade and let's do it right here you know this is this is a good set uh do you think dominic's was modeled after particular bond act you know, I felt a little, I felt, I felt a little Craig, a little Craig-ish. I don't know if he was influenced one way or the other, but yeah, I guess I would go with the Daniel Craig. And maybe it's because of the, the scene where he's being beaten and interrogated in the chair. It reminded me a lot of Casino Royale. But at the same time, I kind of get the particular performance is more of um Oh, shoot, I just I had it and I lost it. Brain fart. Pierce Brosnan. Yes, thank you. Yeah, that's the other one. I was I was, I was, was kind of leaning to that in the action scenes. So any specific highs, lows, or what the moments from this? Oh, uh, yeah, I guess you know, we talked about the sets. I thought, you know, looking specifically at the action scenes is like the, they have some pretty decent effects. I mean, some budget effects for the action. I was thinking of that scene where he... Um, rolls the little smoke bomb mm-hmm. thing and it has a little smoke come up and, 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 uh, old boy passes out there. I thought, I was like, that was, that was pretty good. Um, I thought the scene where he was being interrogated, the angle that they shot it, it did. It looked like he was really wailing on him and the sound effects for that were spectacular as well. So, so kudos for that scene. That was really good. And then uh, I guess, you know, there were some scenes that that I kind of laughed at, you know. But again, I mean, I'm not trying to be negative about about the film because, like I said, I'm laughing with them, not not at them here. Mm -hmm. 
But the one part that really got me is when he uses the um, the the little foam uh, <laughs> explosives. Yes, I was hoping you'd bring that. Well, and I mean, it's not even like you the the prop itself was kind of amusing, but to me, it was like. That door is like made of balsa wood. You just mm. kick that in, man. Why are you, why are you using explosives on that? So I thought that was kind of funny, uh, but yeah, I, I that's that's the one that got me me cracking up the most. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about the camera angles. Now that that really does help sell it a lot. Uh, the actors' performances are really spot on. You can tell pretty much everybody was given the hundred and ten percent to their parts. I could have done a little. I could have done with a little bit better performance from M. She seems a, yeah. a little too deadpan, but I mean, yeah, that's what I I thought. You know, it seems like she's kind of reading from a script here a little bit, mm-hmm. but uh, but hey, man, you get your money's worth, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going back to the the foam explosives, I really like that are used just practical things for X because while it's obvious that's a can of shaving cream that he's just like spraying up the door crack. It actually works. Yeah. Well, it looks like it. You know, it looks like what we see in the movies, mm-hmm. and and it's kind of cool because they did at the at, at the very beginning when he switches over from leisure mode to bond mode. Uh, you know, he's shows him like taking all the things from like little hidden compartments mm-hmm. in the boat. So that was kind of cool too. The other part that which reminds me though that I laughed at is when he goes up and he takes the. Uh, he's all in the wetsuit, and he goes into the island. And then once he's on the island, he changes into a like a suit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, so when he first did that, I thought, oh, maybe he's gonna like infiltrate a party or something like that. But I was like, nope, this cat's just going all in in a suit on this beach raid. <laughs> I guess. So, yep. I, I would have picked a little more comfortable or appropriate clothing for my beach raid, but you know, that's me. I mean, he was—he was giving his all to the James Bond trilogy. He was. I mean, I—I I can't fault him on that. He was enjoying every minute. Yeah, he was. He was. He was. Uh, he was good too. I will say that. Okay, much like the Transformers fan film we I covered with Delvin, I'm gonna have to go with a low here. As with the, um, I, I want to know what happens. Don't don't leave me hanging here, guys. I want to see James Bond get off the beach. Yeah, I kind of felt the same way too. I, I I don't know if there's a sequel to this that they're planning, or uh, it kind of felt like one of those, um, you know, when we do Saturday matinee theaters with Flash or you know, like with the Flash Gordon serials, how they leave you with a cliffhanger, right? They give you like like a twelve to fifteen minute show and then always leave you hanging. That's kind of how I felt there. So I'm like, I don't, I hope they do another one that continues the story. It feels like this cliffhanger. I mean, maybe there was intentions for another one, and they just never got around to. <laughs> maybe. Uh, at the same time, use repeated actors for multiple roles. I feel like they kind of missed an opportunity for a human. <laughs> I never thought of it that way, but yeah, you know, okay. That, that's a little out of James Bond's area, but you know. <laughs> Who knows, man? Who knows what Bond Twenty Five is going to be about? That's true. Uh, speaking of staying in James Bond's area, though, do you think Operation Fireball was like right there in the same wheelhouse? The same wheelhouse as as any other James Bond movie, right? Like, is it, it's no more ridiculous than Moonrake? Oh no, no, yeah. I mean, come on, we've seen we've seen James Bond uh, infiltrate a bad guy's operation to try to recover nuclear weapons many times. Okay, what do you think of the special effects, like the the smoke bomb? Well, like I said earlier, I thought the smoke bomb was 
was really cool. I, I was like, oh, man, this this computer technology is whack, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling old. They're doing all this with, with computers. Huh? So uh, I thought that was really cool. I thought the bullet the bullet impact strikes were kind of kind of neat, but I don't know. It kind of felt like that. That was one is like kind of felt almost too violent for a bond film. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds kind of silly, but, but you know, the bond films, particularly the older ones kind of had this, um, you know, there's a lot of shooting and stuff going on, but not a whole lot of blood. Right. And they kind of played up the whole, it's more intense of what you're on the gaps. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like, although it was cool, I, I might have been able to do without, or not so much of it, I guess. Yeah, which, I mean, all these special effects are, you can definitely tell they're added in, but at the same time, this is 10 years ago, something like that, and they were all done with Adobe programs that are to the public. It's crazy, man. The dude did did what he wanted to do, and it looked really good for what he did with it. Yeah, I think as we're sitting here talking about it, and I'm playing it back over my head, I was thinking, there's that scene by the pool, where he just lays out, he's just like blasting that that cat, and you just see like bullet strike after bullet strike, and it almost seems like somebody had a little too much fun with that. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, watch this, I'll put like forty bullets in this guy, and I felt like uh, Bond's a professional. You know, it's, he's going to be one and done with that bullet. He, he's not just going to be blasting away. So I know it's kind of a minor point, but maybe that's a little bit what what detracted me from it i guess not he doesn't have his own chain well we you know and in the army we're always taught controlled pairs right fire two pop pop mm-hmm. pop pop always under control i think i've said my piece on this do you have anything you want to add before we close it up Nah, man just uh you know that was it that was really good and it's just fun it's fun seeing people that are passionate about things you know whether it be x-men or batman or james bond that are willing to dedicate their time and energy uh to create something to enjoy so well we can kind of laugh in good humor at some of it it's i've got to give my hats off to that that creative team they really uh worked hard and and put together something they should be proud of yeah i'll have to say i mean i, I just can't reiterate enough if you're a james bond fan and you just can't wait for bond 25 to show up Hey, take 12 minutes and go watch this. I agree. I agree. This will this is a good appetizer before the meal. <laughs> All right, Jason. Well, it was a pleasure to have you down here, however you got in. So, if have my ways. <laughs> so, if you could let the listeners know where else they can find you online. Well, you can find me. I'm at uh, Wheel Skull on Twitter or at Jason Albrick on Facebook or Instagram, and you could also check in our uh, long box uh, feed on Facebook, uh, or long box feed on Twitter. And so do you think you could get me out of here or at the very least talk to the guys and convince them to unlock the doors? Now you listen here, you lousy basement bastard. Oh, great. I guess Sean woke up. Oh, I'm awake. I'm awake and I've heard what you had to say and you're down here to stay. I need somebody to guard my whiskey from that Whatever his name is, that Christato's patty sandwich or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I'd like to give you a hand, but uh, Sean sounds pretty set on this one. And he's been here longer, so he's got more pull. Dude. I see he's taking both the bunks. I don't know where you're sleeping, but you're damn right. Now, where's that so-called James Bond you were talking about? Um, internet? Oh, the internet, you say? 
I hear they got some feisty winches on that thing. Uh, move over, lads. I'm going to need a few minutes here. And uh, there might be a few pop-ups when I'm done. Well, okay then. And I'm not talking about the ads. <laughs> and Jason snuck off during all that drunken rambling. Thanks a lot, Sean. Uh, you're welcome, lad. Oh, a redhead. Mary Jane lives within uh, one mile. Hmm. Swipe right. Yeah, not what I meant, but okay. Guess I'll kick back on those Planet Mongo crates, play a promo, and enjoy some listener feedback. Monthly, monthly, monthly! It's Action Film Face-Off! Hello, I'm Jason the Weasel Skull Albrick, and I'd like to tell you about a podcast I do with my brother, Jared Albrick, the yard sale artist. Action Film Face-Off! Yes, thank you, Jared. Action Film Face-Off is a podcast where my brother and I, who are both military combat vets... Jason was a Navy SEAL! Jason was not a Navy SEAL. Jason was a military intelligence wing. But anyway, in each episode of Action Film Face-Off, we select two different action films. Some of them have Chuck Norris. Technically speaking, none of them have had Chuck Norris yet, but it could happen because we use a randomizer set between 1970 and modern day to select our two films. So you'll always get two films, each from a different year. Our randomizer has spikes on it. We use a Google random number generator, so it does not have spikes on it. And we put the films into our video dome arena. It also has spikes. It does not have spikes. <laughs> but we discuss the films and score them through six different rounds of criteria. I score Bond films very high. Okay, that's true. But anyway, by the end of the episode, we crown one of the action films the champion of action film face-off. Next episode, Jason fights a bear. <laughs> Jason is not fighting a bear, but please give our show a listen. We're part of the Longbox Crusade Network of Shows. Pat Samson killed a man with a sword once. I can neither confirm nor deny that statement. But you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, and most podcatchers under Longbox Crusade. Or you can subscribe to just our show by searching for Action Film Face-Off. Come see the blood fly! And that's Action Film Face-Off. We do, indeed, invite you to come and see The Blood Fly. I just said that. Hey, all right. Thanks for sticking with me, everybody. Of course, you know, Jason completely abandoned. And Sean's over there doing God only knows what, and we really don't think we need to know. So, just a little bit of feedback on the last episode, which is, of course, brought to you by the good folks at Omaha Bound people who will take care of all your binding needs especially for all those comics magazines anything that you choose that you want collected i'm pretty sure they can work with last episode got like shares retweets all those fun things from jonathan schaefer hames maggie schaefer hames the longbox crusade warlock thanos podcast jade bizarre summer aaron henley green lantern hg professor frenzy Unpacking the Power of Power Pack, The Hammer Strikes, Delvin Williams, Tim Price, Secret Wars and Beyond, The Bat Pod, Chris at BTO and Bat Books, Laurel Mountainflower One, 
Ken Solo, Derek William Crabb, Ivan Chudley, Gene Hendricks, Aaron Head Moss, Bill Beer, Joseph Hall, Hal Jordan, and Xenozoic Xenophiles. Just as a reminder, last episode we covered troops with John and Maggie Schaefer-Hames. Over on Twitter, Green Lantern HG said, Great episode, guys! Did you notice the trooper getting a headshot without effort and second trooper misses the first shot? I mean, it's a Jawa, but come on! Unpacking the Power of Power Pack says, Man, I remember the chatter about this back in the day. This was the thing you had to see, if you could get the download to work. Yeah, you know, some of us sat there and waited for, you know, three hours or more to download this ten minutes worth of fun. And of course, you know, there was a bunch of back and forth about that from John saying this literally took all day to download and three attempts before we got that one to work. Bob Rowland said the video convinced me I had to have a dedicated line for internet use. Well worth it for this video. Aw, back in the day, Bob, man, back in the day. And Gibson Gray says, I remember the first time I saw this when I managed to download it at work. I was so happy. Well, that seems to be it for all the feedback on this episode. I do appreciate you sticking around. Remember, you can find me online at Fridays underscore fan. And, of course, you can always, always, always message me at fanfilmfridays at gmail.com or contact at longboxcrusade.com. Ah, running out of breath down here. But that's okay, because it's well worth it for all you guys. So stick with us, and I will see you again on another Fan Film Friday. Today you can take your telephone, your, your, your cell phone, and you can make a movie on that. And if it's a really cool movie that's funny and it's dramatic or whatever, you can post it on YouTube. If you want to make films and you want to tell stories, you can do it. After all, all art is experience. But if you're obsessed with film and you love to tell stories and you love working in that medium, uh, then uh, that will give you the strength to be persistent. To make it happen. Yeah, because it took a little while for me to place the accent, and then finally just started looking up. Oh, okay, this this makes more sense. Well, I had it as not British. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I need to save this for the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm curious to see what all you have to say about it. So. Me too. <laughs> Maybe you should watch it.